This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Review. Here, we review the Joe Rogan Experience. Um, I hope to make that clear in the name, but um, sometimes even I forget what we're doing. (laughs) Joined as always by my co-host Pete. How you doing, bud? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Adam? Good, man. Good. Yeah, we were catching up on our conspiracy theories and the like. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Dude, you know, you got to rehash them. Make sure you're on the right track. Exactly. Otherwise, you start seeing some chemtrails and you're like, wait a minute. And then, you know, <laughs> it t- it takes it takes someone to talk you off the, the ledge. Like, nah. No, dude, that's nonsense. You're like, oh, yeah, shit. Sometimes it's just fun to believe in a thing, though, for a minute, even if it's insane. The truth's out there. Mm. So we got Brett Weinstein this week, Will Stoll, and then Chris Williamson. All right? All legends in their own regard. Um, There was a comedian on this week. We're going to skip him only because... Um, when we got a like kind of topic heavy week, you know, you gotta you gotta work through that a little bit. So right. he's 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 good, but he's um there's been pretty important information being discussed on a couple of these podcasts here. I think so. What's your feel of Brett? Because from my friend group, um nerd. mixed mixed feelings. I mean, look, everyone agrees nerd. I think he would too. I'm proud proudfully be a nerd you know when you're that smart nerd okay good nerd. i guess I, my my opinion is like he's just kind of um good at analyzing data and he's got interests that he picks and he analyzes the the fuck out of them mm-hmm. yeah he, bre- it w- he breaks it down for a couple of couple of couple of uh knuckleheads like us yeah, it helps it helps yeah, smart Someone's guy, dude. And, you know, he's not afraid to back away from a fight. And and so what's important about that is you take a smart guy that isn't going to be pressured by, you know, whatever social norms or wherever society is leaning towards, and he's like, hey, let's just analyze this for what it is. You know, I don't believe that he wants these fights. You know, I, there I, might be a part I, of him that likes a bit of a bit of a intellectual 
you know, controversial debate. He might push some some people. He may, maybe plays some devil's advocate here and there just to kind of see what people are about. But I don't think that he's looking for the the fight. He just, when society leans that way, he's like, hey, hey, I'm willing to put it all on the line to stop this. And he did right. that at the university that he worked for. Well, do you remember which one that was? Yeah, Green. Fuck. Let me look it up. Evergreen State University. That's what it was. So, and they talked about it. Okay. Um, you know, evolutionary theorist. That's it. But that smart sounds guy. smart as heck to me. He's a, he's a smart dude. People. Uh, Evergreen is notoriously um, liberal in Washington. Yeah. And, you know, I think for a long time they had like a real, there's a reason he worked there because it was like open to new ways of teaching and, and, you know, things that went against the norm of regular universities. It was like, hey, mm -hmm. learn how you want to, set your degree up how you want to. Exactly. But, but then they went off the rails. So uh, his, his take on the border, he went down there. He mm -hmm. did, he's been doing some, He's, he's new to me. Well, um, you've got, like, I, I think that's the thing, is, like, when it comes to the border stuff, you got to see it yourself. Elon went down to see it. You know, people people think that it's, like, so politicized that one side just says it's out of control, and then the other side says it's fine. Right. What are you paying, what are you paying attention to that for? Right. Well, it's the only news we that's get, what, right? That's what they say. Yeah, but you know when when Biden now has to put like emergency controls in to stop stuff, and then the um, is it the governor of Texas is like Abbott? Yeah, he's like fuck all this. We're building a wall, we'll ship a container way. wall. I mean, uh, something's happening. Yeah, and it's become politicized. So I think people are having to take a stand. Also. It's true that there has been a huge wave of people coming up from that border. Most aren't even from Mexico. Yeah, a lot and, of them are not from Does Mexico. that mean that you dislike immigrants? Um, I like one, at least. Me, I am one. Um, does it mean you dislike them because you're like, hey, we need some control here? Like, you always need some controls everywhere. But there's no, uh, I think for me, it's like, Remember the remember those two years we wore masks because we were about the transmission of diseases. Well, yeah, the yeah. easiest way to get crazy weird diseases is just have a just a swinging door down there. Where people from all the whole world can come over with who knows what kind of pathogens they are bringing in. Right. That's Let's a good put a point. mask on our southern border. Yeah, I mean that and is maybe one our way top of looking one at too. it. Right, <laughs> Canada, just block them. <laughs> On one end, we got pathogens. The other end, we have, like, ideologies. Mind pathogens. I know. Could be worse. Yeah. What it, What, it, what was your yeah. thoughts on how the Twitter files haven't really been talked about by the media? Now, did you look into the Twitter files much, or do you know much about what went on there? You know, I've, I've only, I only know as much as Matt Taibbi has exposed mm. and... Um, 
I I know about the shadow banning and a bit of that stuff, but they have fallen out of the the uh, public eye right now. Well, I mean, it was a big thing that Brad talked about. It was like, this is a very important like document. It should be talked about a lot. And I think because it was pro the media that exists, that there was no pushback. But guaranteed, if it wasn't, if it just happened to be like right leaning, our media would be it would be the most talked about thing we could imagine. Right. And that makes you question like, okay, so as long as people are agreeing with you know, as long as the media is agreeing with what's happening, they're not going to talk about it. It d doesn't become news. And in fact, they will downplay it. Even if ultimately it goes against things that they feel are important, which is like freedom of speech for themselves. Yeah, they've formerly been on the side of that, but now they're trying to obfuscate that, seems like. Mm -hmm. formerly, formerly, formerly left leaning people have been anti-government for freedom of speech but now it seems like they have turned into the mouthpiece of the left government that, right that's what i think they covered a bit of that in this podcast yeah yeah they did and it, you know in the same way it's like you take politicians today and we wonder like is anyone in their ear giving them the truth and then brett kind of called it back to the time of the jester in ancient courts and who knows how many uh -huh. kings had jesters and what the deal was there. Maybe it was just a story. Maybe there were a few. But, but like, nobody's really telling the king the truth. Everyone's kissing his right. ass. He has too much power. So for a king to appoint, you know, appoint a jester that will make jokes at his expense and others, but mostly is, like, awkwardly speaking the truth... Right. And can't be killed, right? That's like an agreement. We just I'm allow I'm pretty it. sure there were some jesters that were killed. Guaranteed. But it was definitely a thing. Well, they had them. Like any comedian, you've got to be more funny than you are offensive. That's the rule. <laughs> and I think that goes for jesters too. You have to do that. It's a, a good way for the whole population's zeitgeist to be funneled into one person. And then he can tell the king, hey, you know, with a joke and a wink and a fart that uh -huh. the population is starving right now. A yeah. little bit of juggling. <laughs> We're dying. Babies are dying in their cribs because yeah. they don't have enough grain. Also, watch what I can do with these chainsaws. <laughs> that's that's that, that's it, we need more of those. And the pub, the media should do that more. Poke fun at it. Right. That's, that's what memes are, right? Memes are the gesture. Well, of you know what's media. interesting is like European media always had like a very funny satirical comic section that like picked on politics. And it would wreck like the politicians that were in place with like one, it was like the original memes. Yeah. And it's important to have that. You know, this is why the loss of the onion is a big problem. The Onion Magazine. Yeah, because it picked on politicians, you know. It was no holds barred. It went in any direction. And it was just silly satire. And it's like sometimes you need to just 
have people make fun of you so you can check yourself before you wreck yourself. I think the the late night hosts have wrecked themselves because they forgot to check themselves. I mean, that's what the late night hosts are supposed to be as well. But they've they've gone a bit silly. Yeah. They've gone a bit It's silly. just so boring to just know that they're totally bought and paid for. Let's just have a fun time out Colbert there. Colbert used to be so cool, dude. The Colbert report was amazing. He was so yeah, was good hilarious. on that. And then he just went, he went to like, it's almost like every night he just analyzes viewership and is like, how can I change my message so the more people are happy? Or like more perceived people are happy. It's a mess. I think with the Col the Colbert report, he found that sometimes his he was more right, I mean, more accurate with his with his satire than he was comfortable with. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Whoops. Some of that sounds true. Uh huh. And, and practical, no doubt. What did you think about uh, Elon blocking Brett? That was an interesting thing. I, that kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Honestly. I wonder what... I mean, even Joe was shocked by that. He was like, wait a second. Right. You got he was blocked? trying to make sense of it, wasn't he? Yeah. But also, you know, Elon's Elon, dude. It's like he only has so much and, time. And is well, it possible his, that he's oh, just sorry, like, hey, you're asking me questions I don't need to be answering right now? And... Maybe Brett, like bless him, got ahead of himself and was messaging too much directly. Could be. He, you know, yeah. he said it was only a couple of times. And I Three. believe it could be true. But also, if Elon's getting, you know, 250 messages a day, then that's a lot to get back to. He could have um, forgot who he was. He could have, uh, it could have been a security issue. Oh, this guy's account is is compromised, so I guess I better just block him. Right. Or he thought he was getting messages from that account that was captured. No doubt. Yeah, no so doubt. It, that's kind of what I was thinking about. I mean, my feel is if you got these two together, they'd have a great conversation. And that might actually be a really good Rogan. He's like would, would Rogan be. just getting the five smartest people he knows. You know, fucking Elon, um, Brett, Jordan Peterson. I mean, there's Alex Berenson. Like, there's a bunch of them. Get them all together and, like, yep. see what kind of, you know, protect our parks type episode, but, like, serious. Just get them real drunk. Get them drunk. Get them stoned. We've talked about it before. Rogan's good at. Bringing people together, even the, a pop us, scientists, theologians, he he brings them together, and mm -hmm. that's what it, it into his space, and that's a gift. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, that could be fascinating. We, okay, let's jump into the COVID stuff, right? A lot of mistakes made. We all know this. Um, a lot of bullshit out there. The WHO. They're trying to pull a bunch of power in for like the next big, you know, pandemic, which is terrifying, honestly, because right. they sucked at it the first time. Yeah, dude. Disease X is on its way. And then you got Fauci, 
who by all accounts probably will be the guy again, right? So what is your take right. on this easy tea drug that he released for AIDS in the 80s, which sounds like a fucking disaster? Um, what was it? His quote was like, "It the cost and the benefits outweigh the detriments sort of thing. Um, it sounds like, okay, there's an, I don't know, is this another conspiracy theory where... AIDS people people will HIV. think so. Yeah. I mean I I don't get I don't I actually kind of comprehend how AIDS or HIV doesn't go to AIDS without this drug or something. Yeah, I don't really that get it was, either. The power is hazy for me, but it sounds like it was another thing drug pushed to pushed through too fast and like the COVID vaccine it was less than effective and maybe did more harm than good. I think that was the key. Yeah. That they were like okay with that. So it, they needed a solution. They they found a, a one that worked poorly, but it was there and they pushed it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Just stick, I don't know what to think. Just clear of intravenous drugs, everybody. No needles. All right. No needles. Don't take drugs. Yeah, but if you are told that you have AIDS and it's going to kill you right away, and then some person like Fauci is like this is the drug that will cure you like you we want to look to professionals to help us we have to I need to we all do yeah you can't figure it out on your own it's too much too much dude but when the love of money comes in play we uh we're, we're just ways of them making their money sometimes well but this goes back to the RNA push like the RNA um, vaccine shit. So it couldn't get passed. It was too dangerous. There were too many restrictions. So they needed basically like an emergency use authorization. And COVID was that. It opens up companies like Pfizer and others to using, you know, these RNA vaccines. Um and the only way they could do it is by saying something like, no other medicine was useful. Ivermectin right. seems useful, but they had to downplay it. They had to horseworm it. So we know CNN is bought. Like, that, right. that's really the biggest thing. Because right. when they came after Rogan and were like, oh, that's horse, they want, it's like, maybe there was someone there just trying to be funny. And they completely missed the mark on it. And right. it was a disaster. Or somebody was telling them, you need to stop this now because we need to pass this. Like So the what was it? The uh, the emergency use authorization, mm -hmm. if there was another drug that was useful. Any other effective drug, you can't then they put it be an in an emergency. Yep. Okay. And so, it, that one was cheap, sucks. could have helped people. We could have yeah. got that out right away. Plus nutrition information, like take vitamin D, you know, um, supplement, lose some weight, maybe exercise. Some, get some sunlight. Yeah, not, not even if they were like nationally, hey, everyone, lose 10 pounds. Here's how to do right. it. If you drink soda, stop. If you eat bread, eat half as much bread. Do this because this is a big deal. Yeah. 
so many lives. Plus his you know, ivermectin, the, that's cheap as fuck. And it has Take antiviral it. properties. It's one of the most prescribed drugs in oh, the yeah, world. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of research. It's, ton it's of research. prescribed in India. Uh-huh. Use the, use the heck out of that stuff. But it would have empowered individuals so much to have that information. It would have empowered us to believe that we can take care of ourselves instead of the government could take care of us. It's another step in their in their uh, shift towards control, which Brett was talking about on this on this pod. He's um, the the powers that be are trying to control you, and all his evidence is says so. Mm-hmm. And he's he's one of those guys that puts it together and paints a bigger picture. Yeah, not everyone likes him, man. There's like people that that because he asks those questions and he pushes against this like narrative that people really wanted to believe in, they just want to dismiss him. They want to be like, oh, he kind of fell off the boat. There's like a boat of like, you know, political thinking, COVID thinking that it was sailing along and a few right. people just decided, I don't want to be a part of this. And it it's like bad if you jumped off it. Like you're, they you're want to strong. discredit you for that reason. And that's not the reason. That boat was heading right towards the rocks. Iceberg. And only a few people saw it. But the, the thing is, people are still on that boat, slowly right. going towards the rocks, not realizing that, Ultimately, their thinking will lead them, I don't know, down down a bad road, dude. Where do we get our information from Who and who benefits from us believing in it? We have to think about these things. Learn a practical skill. Get ready for the downfall of our society. <laughs> <laughs> Is I don't, that the takeaway? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that the way I think anyone profits off it. And Oh, am I, well, well, you mean like... Pfizer does and Fauci does. No, they don't profit off the way I think because I don't. Oh, no. I don't okay. agree with them. So gotcha. if you find yourself agreeing with them, you realize, oh wait, also these institutions are profiting off me by yeah. agreeing. Basically, I work for them for free by continuing my narrative, which is, you know, if you're like agreeing with them and you believe in them, you're helping them make money. So good for you, but also maybe like think about who you're making money for. Well, we need to make money for ourselves, protect our families, and maybe even protect our families from the government. Maybe. Am I I sounding too crazy out here? I sound like my uncle. No, the the last thing is, you know, they hit on Biden. Where he's at, who's gonna be running for president. Are they planning on him running and then, you know, Kamala taking over? I my guess is Newsom and Michelle Obama. Really? I don't yeah, think I've Michelle's some, coming out. I think she could be. I think Newsom for sure, and that's a problem He's, in itself. Oh gosh. He's the worst, dude. I lived in California under him. I saw what he did with COVID. It's a struggle. Now, you can say, and this is always the pushback, what could someone else have done? Well, they could have done better than that. 
I'm pretty no, convinced. Legal, legalizing th legalizing theft, putting uh, running business out of out of existence. Yep, that's the future for our country. I know, I know, it's nuts, dude. Anyway, Brett, always as always, legend, great to have on. I like listening to him. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that it's important to listen to because he puts things together. Even if us. you don't, even if you don't agree with him all the way, like you can't say that he's a dummy. It's impossible. No, no, like it. He he went he went from working at one of the most liberal establishments in the, in our in our schools, and now he got now he's just being a middle of the road guy, just taking evidence and putting it together. Mm hmm. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. All, right. all right. Let's jump over to Will Stoll. All right. So Will's an interesting guy. He writes um, a book that basically talks about, like, status and what status is. You know, it's easy to ignore our need for that these days, but it exists. Like Status, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so much of the way that our idea of who we should be is narrated these days it's like oh we should give away all our drives and desires that evolution has given us for you know there is a part of us it's who we are it's how we exist you know social hierarchy dominance um ape like yes and we we want to separate ourselves from animals we're not in the zoo i get it but we still have these drives. We're still going to be mm -hmm. unfulfilled if these drives aren't met because this is it, how, you know, our DNA has got us here. And the worst part is they, you know, the idea is that we should be beyond that now. And it's like, can we even be? I think like, we deny it. We give it more power than it should have. And then it comes out in weird ways that you might that might be damaging to us, right? So yeah. we got to we have to we have to know about these desires. Well, and, people and want to where's join. Good, where's bad? People want to join social groups. Totally, they have to. They have to. We have to. And when if we you, don't, go on. We, go, we might go the wrong way and join ones online or have a hole that's. We get we other ourselves even we stand outside these social groups looking in, and we get cranky about it. Yes. It, one thing that uh, Will brought up that I really liked is the truth is not a baseline desire. Think about that. So the truth isn't, but what society wants us to believe is a baseline desire. So we look around, we see what other people are thinking and what they're really going towards, and then we join that group, and that keeps us safe. And but, you're saying that truth doesn't, that doesn't mean it's true. No, not necessarily. I mean, you know, the truth is only, you know, acceptable to be spoken when it's, when it's accepted by the society or group you're in. Otherwise, you quickly become an outsider. You know? So truth is relative to people's desires. Well, of course. Like, so 
let's say you figured out that, like Galileo, that the Earth goes around the sun, not the other way around, and you, you measured it, you learned it, you have this information, but it's now, true. yeah, you know it to be true based on math, or at least closer than most people. And then you come out and say it, and it doesn't fit with the narrative that is being spoken. You're a heretic, dude. They're going to burn yeah. you. They didn't burn so the, him, but They didn't, but he was on house arrest for, the, I think, the rest of his life or something like that. Mm -hmm. The Catholic Church has their truth. And they are what like might be a cult, right? Or that's the original church, and then create, and then the yeah. other others are cults. Yeah, but I mean, it could be the same as like now. It could be the same as now, like trying to speak what um, is the truth. And I'm not saying that we know what it is, but like right. some people that are much smarter than us that often go on Rogan will know things to be true, speak them, and be shamed for it. Like the Graham Hancock oh, guy. Yeah. Or Jordan Peterson. Randall Carlson. Mm. They have their truths in archaeological timelines, at least these things they know to be true, but then they are heckled for it by the other people who have their truth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting it. There we go. Well, Will also did, looked into some things, and he was like, um, looked at some studies of millionaires and billionaires and ask them how much more money they'd need to have to be happy. And the overwhelming answer was two to three times as much. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's silly. Now, what like, is it about us that, that like needs to do that? I guess their former benchmarks didn't make them happy, so they think some adding some more will make them happy. Yeah. I mean, very few people, and I mean, including Rogan and us and everyone, everyone that I've ever met, will never say, hey, I have enough money. I'm just going to stop. Never see. Just quit right here. Yeah. It's like yeah. you find a way um, to make some, you're going to keep making it. I mean, you know... There will be things in there that you will decide to like, all right, I'm not doing this. If an avenue opened up and they're like, hey, you want to get into sex trafficking? You can make this much. I mean, plenty of people will be like, no, that's not going to work for me. All right? That's fucked right. up. Compromise, compromise their, their happiness. Uh, yeah, of course. But nobody stops. Nobody ever makes an amount of money and then stops. Maybe as akin to like the retirement thing where if you retire you you basically are done yeah but that's only because mostly that's forced on people like if oh, you're yeah. if you're still able to make it and it's not too much of a stress on yourself you're gonna do it i mean would there be an amount of money how much money for me you just stop oh i mean if i could retire and just have money accruing like those guys, I think it has something to do with me stopping working. I don't want to stop working. Exactly. That's the thing. So you, if you, I had a million you dollars wanna, You want to have status. I'd be happy. <laughs> but do you think you would be? Or well, would you, would you money, find right? like a new thing to work on? And I would, uh, I would try to maybe 
it's a hard question for me because I'm bad with money. Well, that maybe it's a can't, good question. Can't be trusted with it. Can't. <laughs> I I'm buying jet skis for everybody. Okay. I like it. You get a jet ski. You get a jet ski. You're the Oprah of jet skis. Like, you're gonna oh, you're gonna need a Peter. mullet for that. Yeah, a mullet, eh? Well, you're I'm almost there. I'm halfway there. Half, yeah, that's what you need. Well, but you know the the thing he gets back to is status, right? And it's like once you've achieved a certain status, or like even if you haven't, you just like start to understand what it is. If it drops suddenly, it leads to like suicidal thoughts. Interesting. I know Japanese definitely have that ingrained in their culture big time. It's called face. Mm-hmm. All societies have it. We have to save face, preserve face. We can lose face. Right. And when they lose face, back in the old days, they would do the old, yeah. Yeah. Seppuku. seppuku. Ooh. And that was ultimate face loss. So it's important to us. We're, we're just monkeys. It is. It's It's built in. And to deny that it is there kind of makes sense like i'm i'm on board with what he's saying you know it's like something to think about at least it's like hey if you don't feel good have you noticed that you're doing things that are like lowering your status not to say we need to be holding status as the primary drive in our lives but like keep an eye on it you know yeah don't burn all the bridges real quick at any point, unless you are strong enough to make that kind of stand, which there is heroicism in that too. You know, we saw that with COVID, you know, people did it and they were like, Hey, I'm not going to go down with this. I'm willing to lose some status and like hold my shit together, but it's a fucking risky move. Risky move, dude. You want to get kicked out. That's why being a hermit might be, so attractive you just take yourself out of that cycle completely yeah yeah 100 percent. You, you know i liked i like will i'd like to see him back on i want to check out some of his books for sure he's got a lot he's got he's good all right let's jump over to chris good old chris all right so chris has been making the rounds in the podcast world uh handsome guy too, too, too handsome. handsome for me. Too handsome? Yeah, not for oh. me. Uh-uh. Well, maybe that's better that he stays in podcasting. You don't have to think about it. He films all of them. Mm. They're YouTubes. Well, when you're that handsome, you can. <laughs> he's good. He's, well, for, okay, being a handsome aside, he's not a he's not a mimbo. This guy's got it together. He's a smart guy. Right. Yeah. He, he's had on some of my most... Um, Looked up to people on his podcast, in fact. Yeah, and, and now he's living in Texas. That's the that's the England of the United States, I always say. <laughs> he made the move. <laughs> he's made the move. Yeah. He was talking about a new uh, weapon rocket that is just a type of rocket that doesn't explode. It just is laser-guided and just fires out these blades that basically chops you to pieces. It can go through a car. It can, like, hit you in your apartment, and the blades come out, and they just slice you to pieces at, like, massive speeds. 
What are we talking about with weapons of the future, Pete? So that one. Okay, what do we want? We want to bop. We don't want to blow up the whole building, or do we want to just do actually good precision point. shots? It you know? sounds gruesome, but maybe it's not as barbaric as we think. So it's, now we're blowing up. Or not we're. Let's take the terrible thing that's happening over in Gaza. They're our the precision rockets now blow up a whole floor or a room. This could blow up one person. Well, just you know, rip him, rip him up. And that's what we want to do. Yeah, we want to. Not we. I'm. Not, I don't have no money invested in this. Or, I think war is bad, but more precise is more better, right? Dude, imagine being a gangster, and you're in a meeting. And you're just like, you know, making a deal like you did back in the day. Maybe you've been in this business for 20 years. And then something hey, fly. Yeah, you're like, hey, what the fuck are we going to do it? Gabagool. And then a rocket flies through the wall. Everyone's fine. You don't even drop your martini. And somebody in front of you is liquefied. Where do you go from that? Do you change your life? Do you retire? Do you say, hey, I'm out of the game? That was I've made my two I've made my two point three times my previous bar money amount and I quit. I retire. I don't know. I mean, maybe these are good weapons to have. They sound brutal. Let's just skip new weapons, you know, like it's just <laughs> what kind of uh peace and love can we promote, you know? We we gotta cover the issues, bro. We don't get to skip it. We don't okay, get Okay, my to... favorite my favorite weapon is the flechettes, the little bladed darts that uh, explode overhead and just rain down shrapnel. Oh, is that like those, ninja those weapons? They're, the ninjas had them, but we put it in a rocket. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Flechettes. Uh, there we go. What do they call that type of um, explosion? Messy. Mm. Yeah, not the soccer player. Not even close. He's a what do you precision killing machine. Of it? No, oh, I yeah, think they, a, they, they have a name. That when they're like a bomb goes off and then explodes into more bombs. Oh, microordinance or yeah, something. Um, mm -mm. I don't we'll know. I'll have to play some modern warfare and get back to you on that one. Yeah. Well, Chris talks about. Um, Things like jobs, when you get a pay rise, and this is often how it is for all of us. Like, they give you a pay rise, but it's not just like, oh, you have more money. They do it at a cost. So they're like, of course. Right. So I'm talking to you, Pete, and I say, hey, you talk to me. I want to give you a pay rise. I want to promote you oh. to a regional district, whatever, thoughts. You made the right choice. Also, you have an extra hour commute each way. You got to go way out there, dude. You got to go way okay. to the other side of the whatever. And mm -hmm. um, you got 10 more people under you. Are the pay rises at certain levels of jobs even worth it for most people? It's like we the drive is always money, right? It's like somebody gives you more money, you're going to take it. 
right. then I guess this goes back to status, which is what Will was talking about. It's like, yeah, you kind of want that too. But mm -hmm. now you have three hours less a day to be with your family. And on top of that, who knows the levels of stress? Yeah. It's not worth it for me. I've, there's been many instances where I've got a raise and just quit as well. Because I, <laughs> I find the, th the th thanks for the raise, I quit. It's because I'm not looking for money. I'm looking for um, validation in my job. Like uh, I identify with my work. I'd yeah. like to, I am blank when I'm working somewhere. So the money is, I need it, but it won't keep me. Satisfaction keeps me. Right. And that's the key. That's the key, I think. It's like this whole idea that, like, hey, do what you love. Do what you would do for free. And who would do that job for free? I mean, Joe talks about it on this podcast. He says Chappelle would just show up to comedy clubs and do a set for nothing. He loves it so much. Just wants to do a set. So what is he really he doing it for? Yeah. He's doing it for the reward from the audience. The fact that he gets paid for it is a bonus. Now, can everyone do that type himself. of job? Can everyone no. be in that place? I mean, I don't know. I think that there, there is a possibility for that, to where you get to go to work and enjoy your work. And that should be the first sign that, that you know, something is off. If you go and you hate your job, it's something we to only think have, about. We only have 60 good years, 70, 80, maybe. So why spend that much time in your life not liking part of your life? It's, it's so it's cruel reality of our world that we have to do stuff that we don't want to do while we're alive. We only have this one go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a hard question. I remember listening to Rogan years and years ago and she had he had somebody on and it was a female comedian that was talking about just like how difficult their life was, etc. And Joe said during the podcast, if you're working in a cubicle right now and you hate it and you can't afford it and maybe you can't like think about it get out of there do something else that you want to do and i was close to that then and i was just like we're, it we're really edge. yeah resonated with me and i was like you know what fuck this dumb job like uh, you know i was in a place the way it would have hurt me financially but i guess i didn't have like a ton of responsibilities but it was still a risk. And I just went, I'm going in another direction. I don't want to do this. It doesn't feel right. And I feel like I will be here forever. Especially because the job itself was like, hey, man, do this for 10 years and blah, blah, blah. But all the people I was talking to there that did that, that was so depressing to talk to. I'm like, ugh, you're yeah. trying to sell me on your path? Please, God, no. Yeah, I, I got out of my government job quick. It sounds like you're talking about a government job. I'm not positive, but mine was. And it, those guys were like just milking it until they could retire. And they were the worst. The worst, dude.
And they weren't happy. They never liked anything they did. They also Their knew they didn't them. do anything useful, to be honest. The job ruined them. We can get ruined by our misery. Yeah. And to be brave enough to just be like, hey, what would it take to do the thing that we like the most? How much effort do we have to put in? If we didn't have to spend any time in high school or at least college, right? When we've got more freedom, we're younger and we're just given the opportunity to be like, what do you enjoy doing? Follow that. Like, is this a hopeful message? School. Is it a hopeful message or is it a dangerous message? Good question. It could work for some. You know, it, it could work for some that are a little more adventurous, a little more, a little, maybe stronger in the, in their ability to survive because it's about survival. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can live on what you've, what you catch in the forest, what will bring you in out of the forest? Right. Will... Yeah. I, I feel like it's a, a move for anybody though. Like even if you're introverted, even if you're not as brave, like, you know what you like to do. You know what you could be good at. You could go and do those things. And Are you going to go back to hooking? Well, maybe. It's time. Are you picking up? <laughs> Did you just wink at me? <laughs> hey. <laughs> at my age, though, it's like, ah, you get tired. Bit of a, you have to give a discount, probably. Can't stay up as late on those <laughs> Las Vegas streets. Your short, short stride just up your ass a little too much mm. but i i think that's the thing right i mean back to that like you those billionaires that want to double their income um you know to be happy they think they have to do that it's like enjoy the journey which is much harder said than done but it's something worth repeating even to ourselves like at any yeah. point when you're like trying to work to a place like Enjoy your time as you go there. You're allowed to do that. You know, you are. It depends what the enjoyment means. If it means that, like, you're just going to party the whole time and drink and then it's ultimately going to jeopardize where you're going to go, yeah, probably that's an issue. However, yeah. if you're just like, well, um, I want to be happy during this time, so I'm only going to put so much work in and then I'm going to just feel good about the rest of my day. You'd be surprised how far you can get. Well, the love of money, once again, can ruin a life. Just love the journey, I think, was what you're saying. It, 100%. The last thing they got to is like the power of AI. So a dude wrote a book, and uh, it's a book that would have taken him three years to gain all of the statistical information for the book. But he did it in 30 days, okay? That's significantly shorter. So wow. three years is like over a 1,000 days. He did it in 30, so it's like a tenth of that time. Um, and he found out that some really interesting information about what it takes in that um, you know, expertise, which is for the NBA, for every inch you are over your current height, or like a current height, like 6'1", 6'2", beyond, you have twice the chance of getting in the NBA. Nice. Yeah, dude. And it goes up <laughs> infinitely. Like you just, 
twice the chance. So imagine applying this like AI calculation to so much of the things out there that people want to get good at or understand. And it can just do all of the thinking for us. And then Sam Altman that runs ChatGPT is looking to raise like something nuts, like $7 trillion into AI. My God. Dude, so much money. But he's like, this is where we should put all our money. It will potentially solve all our problems. Now, this MBA book is a small example, but and maybe people could be like, well, yeah, of course, if you're taller, you're better at the MBA. Um, however, it could be the path to like solving a lot of the issues that we are faced with all the time. Yeah. I, there's not just doom and gloom surrounding AI. It could solve, it could make the world a safer, better place and more successful. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I hope so. It seems like it could. We just got to input the right information and be like, hey, what's the best way to do this? What's the best way to solve this problem? Right? And then everyone kind of steps back. We can vote on it afterwards, you know? Yeah. But, but like, we got to understand that there's potentially a system in place that is bipartisan and is just looking to solve the problem. And if we start believing in that, that could be really useful. I agree with that one. And then also, what is the, well, you just mentioned it a little bit, bipartisanship. Who's programming it? That's a problem. And then, and now they're, they're controlling what you can enter and ask it, right? So you've, yeah, seems like they've already kind of dumbed it down a little bit for common users like you and I. Well, but there's not just one AI. That's the nice thing. Elon's making okay. one. Different countries are like, maybe there's a way to, to, eventually get to one that is you know pro all countries pro all people and just start spitting out some answers that are useful for everybody that's some my good hope. diplomatic tactics some economic world forum ta tactics yeah we'll see we'll see but either way um exciting times good week of pods good week of conversations thank you pete as always for joining me and, Thank you, Adam. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Peace.